Hi, this is Ned Siegfried from Siegfried & Jensen. As proud sponsors of BeliefCast, we hope you are inspired by Todd's weekly podcasts, which contain so many courageous stories of recovery and personal growth. Remember, it's not what happened in the past that matters, it's what happens in the future. We invite you all to work hard and be optimistic about your future. Enjoy today's podcast. Well, here we go again, everybody. Thanks for joining us. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate all your support. I can't tell you how much this is impacting people's lives because you guys are spreading the word and getting these stories out to you know everybody. And these stories are amazing. I'm so grateful for the guests that I've had on. Um, today is going to be an amazing guest as well. He's been on before, but before we get to him, I got to give a shout out to our sponsors, Siegfried and Jensen, Wasatch Recovery, I Hill Institute and Veracity Networks. Thank you guys for believing in me. Great organizations that run their companies in ways that, uh, that would inspire anybody. And so thank you so much for what you guys do. And uh, again, I'm just grateful for this opportunity to have a really good friend of mine on. He's been on before. His name's Steve Cutler. Steve, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, excited to be here. Round two, right? Round two, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, your first one, uh, for those who maybe are listening to this now, haven't listened to it, you need to go listen to it. It is, I mean, I can't tell you how many people have commented of certain things that you've said on that podcast. They're like, man, that guy, Steve, he shared this. I'm implementing that into my life now. And so I recommend anyone who, you know, hasn't heard his story, his full story, go listen to the first one. And today's going to be a little different format, but yet it's going to be amazing. A little background on Steve. Uh, Steve helps people and organizations evolve to higher levels. As a coach and a consultant, Steve has helped hundreds of people and businesses improve processes and protocols that have led to skyrocketing performance. With over 20 years uh, years in health and fitness and tech and entrepreneurial ventures, Steve brings a strong background in operations, marketing, sales, and financial performance. I do need to mention Steve used to be my personal trainer. And I think it was f- like three years, I think it was, that we did. Yeah, I think Something so. like that. That's why you look um, so good. That's why. You should see me today, dude. It was amazing. <laughs> but honestly, like, I learned so much from you, Steve, in those three years. Like, it wasn't just about working out and, you know, eating right. And that was a big part of it. But mm-hmm. the lessons I learned from you, the life lessons you taught me every day was so cool. Yeah, I appreciate um, Steve currently runs Evolve, a life style clothing, coaching, and consulting business. Steve is the host of the Evolve podcast. And if you haven't heard his podcast, you guys need to check that out. We will put the links to that in the show notes and everything. Um, I've been on his podcast, which was kind of cool. A few times. Uh, A few times. Um, And um, it's been downloaded now over 20 countries and in just 10 months. And I know we were just talking about you're hitting these large downloads now and it's just going to start getting some traction. So hopefully this can help that today for you. Yeah, great. Um, in addition to Evolve, Steve currently leads a, the marketing for, how do you say that? Udo. Udo. Yeah. Udo. It's a tech startup in Utah, Silicon Slopes. So that's really cool. We'll talk more about that. Yeah. And then most important, Steve's a proud husband and a father of three beautiful, smart, amazing kids. Yeah, they're, they're, they're amazing. They, they are. get that from their mom. Well, yeah, thank goodness they they have their mom. No, I'm kidding. Right. No, Steve, you're you're an amazing guy, and I and I, I wanted you on again. I I knew the moment we finished the first one, I'm like, definitely gonna have you on again. Yeah, it was um, great to be back. Yeah. How long has that been? Has it been about a year? I well maybe or two years. I'm not sure. Maybe it's been two. I mean, life. 
I goes think by the, so fast. I think the pandemic happened, and you know life what? It has been two years. You're right. That. So I think it's probably been two. It's been a couple with years. The pandemic, yeah. Well, you know, like I said earlier, I I think the world of you. I love the way you live your life. You live a principled based life. Um, why don't we give our listeners though that may ha- may not know much about you? Give us a little background on you, like maybe where you grew up, a little bit about your family life. Yeah, so I grew up in Utah. Um, I, you know, family of five, and uh, have lived a few other places, but for the most part, have lived in Utah. Uh, we actually live right down the road from uh, from you and from your yeah. studio here in uh, yeah. beautiful Sandy, Utah. And uh, have a wife and three amazing kids, yeah. and they're probably older than I'd like to admit <laughs> at this point. Because when I do, then that means that I'm older than like I want you're to admit. Older, exactly. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, great, great family life uh, growing up, and great family life now. Really uh, fortunate and blessed. Yeah. Well, yeah, we do live close to each other, which is cool. And uh, like I said earlier, you are also my fitness coach. And you, at that time, I think you were 100% into just being a fitness coach. Is that correct? Yeah, for the most part. So uh, training and coaching was my primary business. I had a mm-hmm. few other things I did on the side. I worked yeah. uh, for the University of Utah doing some athletic testing uh, for uh, performance athletes, sometimes Olympic athletes. I also worked for uh, what was at the time the Utah Career College, I think was the name Mm. of it, as an adjunct professor teaching exercise science and uh, training design and programming classes. And so I would always keep a few, I always have to have a few irons in the fire. Yes, you do. I'm just one of those guys (laughs) where I can't just focus on one thing. I tend to to have one thing that's my major thing, but then I have a few other projects uh, to just keep me excited. So, yeah, when we worked together, uh, health and fitness was my primary primary focus, focus. Yeah. well and, and dude you are no joke and i really say this with all the sincerity of my heart dude you're one of the smartest guys i've ever met well i'm glad i fooled you to think yeah so. you Thank have fooled you. me yeah. really well but no but the, <laughs> honestly like you really are like so knowledgeable and 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 maybe it's not just because you're smart you put in the work to figure these things out you dig deep you study yeah. you learn from people and you know some of the stuff you taught me as as my trainer like I said earlier, it wasn't just training. It was life lessons mm-hmm. and, you know, seeing things differently and, and that kind of thing. And, I mean, I think that's kind of how you conduct your life, right? Yeah. You know, for a few years, I, I used to ask the question of what comes first, kind of the chicken or the egg concept mm-hmm. is, you know, is it that you get into better shape and that helps to improve your internal, the, the mental, emotional, spiritual aspect? Is it that you improve that and then the body gets better? Um, and I don't know that I ever really got an answer of which one comes first. <laughs> right. I think it's that we evolve uh, in a way that we focus on. Mm. And so, but they also become kind of these reciprocating uh, principles of if I get my body into better shape, I'm developing more discipline, which will make my mind more disciplined. Yeah. If my body gets into better shape, then I tend to have more um of a growth mindset because I have to challenge myself. You know, my preconceived notions of what it means to get in shape have to go away. And so I have to develop growth mindset because when I hit a sticking point or when I'm uh, at a plateau, I have to figure out how to overcome that. And those are soul evolution points as well because you, uh, you can't evolve your soul and you can't improve who you are as a human being without getting stuck and then having to work through it. And so um, I've always believed that the physical body is just an, uh, you know, a 
physical manifestation mm. of habits that we've had in the past, oh, whether like they're that. mental habits right. or emotional habits or uh, whatever it is. And so I think that, uh, you know, when I was working with you and I've, I've truly evolved this uh, concept through trial and error over years, yeah. that you don't just focus on one thing. It's not just, okay, I'm going to get in great shape and ignore everything else. Right. One thing might need to be the primary priority or the resource that you're going after, but then you can't neglect those other pieces. Yeah. And so um, I've always been one to look at the links between, you know, the evolution of the body, the mind, the soul, all of those different aspects and say, okay, how am I going to grow in these areas? Yeah. Um, part of it was be from observation. You know, I, I, I'm a guy that I try to take the world as it is rather than how I want it to be mm-hmm. uh, by observing what's happening. And when I got into health and fitness, I noticed that there were a lot of really fit people, uh, bodybuilders, yeah. you name it. Yeah. But they were horrible at relationships. They were horrible with money. And they just had no way to take the skills and transition that into the other aspects of their life. And I used to joke with a friend of mine who was a great bodybuilder. I said, yeah. if you could be this disciplined in your financial management, you would be a multimillionaire right now. Right. You know, you're <laughs> eating these perfectly detailed six meals a day. You're, you know, you've got this perfect relationship with understanding your body, yeah. but you uh, blow money left and right. Yeah. You have, uh, you're not tapped into your emotional intelligence. You don't have great relationships with people, but if you apply those same discipline principles yeah. and habits to other areas of your life, you'd actually be pretty amazing in those areas too. Wow. And the Love funny that. thing is we had a conversation not long ago and uh, sure enough, that's what he's doing is saying, I learned the discipline, I learned the habits in, in the body, now how do I apply those to other aspects right. of life? I think it's easier when you do it together yeah. and you just start to thread those things in. Yeah, I love that you say that, Steve, because you know, with the clients I'm dealing with, a lot of them, you know, they're, you know, they've been addicted to heroin or meth or alcohol right. or whatever, but they were really successful maybe as a basketball player or a tennis yeah. player or, yeah. And I would always ask him, when you stepped out on, you know, this, and I'm speaking of, of a current client who's a tennis player, mm. amazing tennis player, by the mm. way, like pro level. Okay. And I say, when you step on that court, what's going through your mind? What are you telling yourself? And it's like, no, I can do this. I'm strong. I'm going to win. Yeah. Right. And you've got this really strong mentality. mentality. And then I say, how did you get there? And like you just said, these principles of discipline, I've practiced and I've practiced and I've worked on it. I've gone to camps. I got training underneath some other great tennis players and so on. And I go, if you take that and just shift it and being clean with you from your addiction, yeah, it's game over. No pun intended, but seriously, like literally. it is literally yeah. all you have to do is shift those same principles into that. And it's cool when they when they catch that vision, they go, oh, I never looked at it that way. Well, you know, so it, I love that you say that. It's funny that you bring it up like that because far too often, one of the things I've told people uh, over two decades of coaching is that the majority of the answers that you need right now for your life are sitting inside of you right now. Mm. You've heard it, you've seen it, you yeah. have lived it, but you're just not awake to it. Wow. Think about that for Love a second. That. Yeah. You know, we've all been through challenges, we've all become really good at something, but then we just stop that process of moving and transitioning. Yeah what we learned from one aspect of life into another. 
And so, like I said before, one of the things that I've worked really hard on for my life is to try and accept the world for as it is. Right. I look at it, I observe it, and say, okay, this is what it is. Now, how am I going to respond to that? And far too many times, people will become a great success in one area, and then it's like they're completely stupid in another aspect of life <laughs> right. because they're not, they're not really yeah. how brilliant they are over here, yeah. and they can move that brilliance into another area of mm. life. And yeah. one of the things I used to do, I actually still do it with clients now, is I'll say, all right, I, we're going to list out all of the things that you're great at. What are your strengths? What are the things mm-hmm. that you are really good at? And that's a really hard thing for a lot of people yeah. to do because, you know, we tend to spend the world or spend our days uh, looking at the world in a negative light and ourselves right. in a much more negative light. Yeah. But when we list out the strengths, then we say, okay, great. Now that you understand what your assets are, how can you apply that into your current challenge? Mm. You know, you were disciplined in tennis how can you apply that discipline? What were the, like you're talking about, the coaching aspect. Yeah. Why do people get coaching in tennis, but they don't with their finances? Why do mm. people get coaching um, yeah. with uh, tennis, but they don't with their mind, right? It's just absolutely crazy yeah. to me that people <laughs> don't apply those same principles because what worked in the area that you were brilliant at still works in the areas where you need some growth. Yeah, boy, very well said, Steve. You know, thinking back though, I mean, Again, you, I know you love learning. I mean, I, that's one of the things when I was working underneath you and being trained by you, what I realized you weren't, I mean, it, I was shocked because I thought, okay, I'm going to go there. I'm going to get in shape. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to get in shape, this and that. And that, that was a part of it, but it was a small part of it. Right. You had taught right. me other things. And I remember I would leave the sessions going, my mind would have been, my mind was stretched. I'm going, dang, mm-hmm. that was like. Yeah, it was a good workout, but at the same time, man, I learned something really powerful about me. Yeah. Right. And I thought you were really good at making those, you know, Todd, look at this. This is has you know, has everything to do with this, but yeah. you don't you're not looking at it. Yeah. Wake up to it like you would say. Well, yeah, you have to you have to wake up to those things. And <laughs> you know, one of the I think one of the biggest challenges and and frankly, I would I wish I could say that today as you and I are sitting here right now, that the world is better at doing that, but I actually think we've gotten worse. Mm. You know, most people don't have a high degree of self-awareness. Um, they don't understand how they feel in the moment, right? So they're not, they haven't gone through a process of developing yeah. that part of the emotional intelligence to just say, I have awareness about my emotions and what my triggers are and all of those things. Yeah. Um, the other aspect that I, and, and the reason I say that I think that it's gotten worse is when your attention is focused on an electronic device, a phone, mm. an iPad, something like that, you have no ability to turn your eyes inward. Like it just doesn't happen because you're uh-huh. seeing out towards this yeah. fabricated life that we have put on social media of someone else. Right. And don't get me wrong, I don't think social media and technology is a bad thing. I'm not one of those. Uh, right. You know, let's go back to the 1700s and <laughs> churn right. butter by hand. Things, right. <laughs> right. But what's happened is I think technology has progressed at a level that we have not been able to culturally and emotionally keep up with because we be- have become so addicted to staring at something rather than looking internal mm. and understanding ourselves. Wow. And so if people were to do one thing that would change their life, it would be to turn off the devices 
or set them in a completely different room Mm -hmm. on a regular basis and just meditate on what they're great at. What is, what's wonderful about them? There's nothing bad about that. There's no, there's no sense of humility and not knowing what the hell you're good at, right? You can't (laughs) be humble if you're not, if you don't even know what you're good at. Right. But if you know what you're good at, you know what you're great at. Humility then comes in the application of not inflating the ego. And Mm. so when you understand your strengths, you will be able to lean on those strengths to fix problems in a much better way. So if you are, you know, like for you, you're, you're a very uh, detailed, and I think the word that you've, you've used to describe yourself at times is obsessive when it comes mm-hmm. to achieving goals, right? Yeah. And I knew that, and I recognized that about you very early on in us working together. Yeah. And so I said, all right, if I can plant a couple of ideas in your head, you're going to obsess about those. And then that will be the spark that will get you to the higher level. Yeah. And so then once you understand what, what your strengths are, then you play to that. Like we all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. That's just life. doesn't matter how long you live, whether you're yeah. going to live to 50 or 90, we're all going to have strengths and we're all going to have weaknesses. So again, accept that as is, right? Right. So for you, I, I knew that if I could get a couple of things in your head and you would obsess about that, then those are healthy and that would help you to get to that next level. Yeah, love it. Once you do that, then you start to play games. Yeah. And I'm not talking about mind games with people that like try and manipulate them. I'm saying play a game with yourself. So remember years ago we would talk about, um, like I know we we were working on getting your biceps bigger, right? Oh, yeah. And so we had these different sets that we were doing as different protocols to grow your arms. And so we, I would uh, have you look at the weight from the side and mm-hmm. say, okay, look at how narrow it is, yep, right? I remember this. That's your yeah. bicep right now. And then when you turn and you go, mm, and you're twisting and you're pulling that bicep up, now you're seeing the full weight. But then imagine that all of the iron, all of the steel that is in that bicep is now trickling, or in that weight is now trickling into your bicep. Yeah. And you are stealing the power from that dumbbell. Yeah. And that dumbbell is light, not because of gravity changing, but because you are stronger. And yes, you did that and you obsessed on that. Yeah. And within <laughs> two or three weeks, I can't even remember what the number was, but yeah. I think when we measured your arm size, had to have been something like an inch to an inch and a quarter yeah, that you had grown arm size yeah. because of that mental practice. Yeah. And then it's fun, right? Yeah. Change, it doesn't have to be always painful in a bad way. It can be right. painful in a good way. In a good way. You love that burn. You loved <laughs> yeah. how it felt. You love that. Man, that was awesome. Yeah. But playing the game, yeah. you you made it happen. Made it ha- you, that's so, so well said. And I remember that too. I like... And I still to this day, yeah. you know, I just imagine that iron pouring into my bicep. And I remember another time where you really stretched, but it reminded me of how powerful I am as a person. I, I We were doing pull down, tricep pull downs with a rope. Mm-hmm. And you, you, we put on a heavy weight and you said, put on enough weight that, you know, by 10 or 12, you're going to be, it's really burning. Yeah. So I did. It was hard. It was hard to get to 12. And I remember I get to 12 and you said, hold it there. And you said, I want you to do 25 more. And I'm looking at you going, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. I'm fried. I, this is, that's, that's my max. I got 12. That's all yeah. I can do. And you're like, no, do 25 more. Yeah. And if sh- you know, I wouldn't have believed it had I not experienced it. I did 25 more. And I'll, I'll never forget leaving that day. It wasn't because, oh, I, you know, I'm stronger now. That's right. not where my head went. I went, I can do anything. 
yeah. if I just put my mind to it. Right. And whether that's with working out or if it's a speaking event or if it's being a better dad or if it's being whatever, right? Yeah. I just read that one of those, one of those lessons that I have never forgotten. Well, it's, it's funny, you know, there's the, um, um, the old, um, adage of that when you, I, and it's actually true when you take an elephant, when it's very, very young and mm. you tie it to a stake, mm. tie one leg to a stake, that elephant will fight and fight and fight and fight. And it can't get away from that stake because the stake in the ground and the rope that's tied to the elephant is strong enough to mm. hold that baby elephant to the stake, yeah. right? Uh, which, uh, for the animal listeners of your podcast, I'm not promoting this. Uh, right. But the concept is yeah. that then, as the elephant grows, at a certain point, the wheel is broken, and they don't have the will to try again when mm. they're bigger. And so people will look at elephants that are tied to these little tiny stakes and say, well, that elephant could tear that rope, Easily pull rip that. It. Yeah. yeah, but they don't because... Their will was broken, and they established what we would call a fixed mindset at an early age. I can't break free from this. And far too often, we progress in life, and we don't realize that we are the massive elephant that can stomp, can pull, can push, can do so many different things. We're not the young, weak child that yeah. we once were right and so that's why i say lean into identifying your strengths lean into figuring out what are you actually really good at yeah and okay. if you suck at that which <laughs> most people do yeah. go to the people that love you the people who know you and ask them to say look i'm horrible when it comes to understanding my strengths i've got yeah. three things on the paper what am I great at? What am I the best in the world at? Yeah. What is unique about me? For sure. And then just shut the hell up and listen to them. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> I have had so many people and they're like, yeah, but. I said, no, take your yeah buts, toss them in the garbage, <laughs> just shut the hell up and put right. your ears to work and listen to what people are telling you that you're good at. Don't discount it. it. Yeah. Don't put some fabric softener and soften it down. If uh-huh. somebody says you're a kind, caring person and you're one of the most loving people that they know, Write it down, and yet yeah, you're going to feel uncomfortable, right. but I don't care. Yeah, Live with that uncomfort until it becomes not wow. uncomfortable. I love that. Right? Discomfort, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't last. Yeah. And so every single person, I mean, think about when with that weight that you were doing the tricep press downs yeah. with. That was really difficult. Mm-hmm. But you fast forward two weeks, it wasn't. Right? For sure. You got yeah. stronger. Got stronger. And so if... Yeah. If a listener is hearing this and they're saying, yeah, but I don't, it's hard for me to recognize my own strengths. Cool. Do reps. Get people to tell you what you're great at and then listen to them. Yeah. Just shut up and listen. Just listen. Get yeah. good. Get good yeah. at doing that. And then when the, when you are in a state where you're not around people, take that list and tell yourself that. Repeat right. it over and over again. <laughs> because if you tell yourself yeah. those things, that will actually waken yeah. what is inside of you the true power of your soul will expand see i didn't i didn't make you todd sylvester into anything different right i just showed you that you are one of the most maniacally determined guys that i had ever met in my entire life (laughs) and i was gonna be kind of a jerk to make you see that (laughs) by having you do 20 25 more reps or whatever it was right because i love you and mm-hmm. I want you to yeah. be your best. 
and you, there were, you had some blinders onto it. But For as sure. soon as you saw that, yeah. then what happened, right? The yeah. whole world opens up to you. Yeah, You wake up and you're, you've evolved into a different person. And I think that's what you're so good at, whether it's in fitness, whether it's with your clothing line, whether it's with your podcast, whether it's just you as a dad, you're very good at helping people see that within themselves. Yeah, you said it earlier, that. everything we need or want, we already have it. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. We just have to tap into it. And that's all you were doing. Right. You were having me realize, Todd, it's there. Just yeah. tap into it. Yeah. And I'm not kidding you. It was like, and, and it had, it was a bigger, and I get choked up when I think about it, it was a bigger lesson about life mm. than pulling down that weight. Had, right, right. Okay, that was cool. But the life lesson I learned when I walked from there, I was like, dang, that was incredible. I and, needed that, you know? Yeah, and you're making me yeah. uh, choke up a little bit <laughs> too. No, it's a good thing. Um, that's what friends do, right? Yeah. We, we love each other and we empathize sure. with each other. Yeah. And um, that is life. And I and I think one of the things, you know, if, if people, so I want to go back just for a second and talk about the chicken and the egg thing because yeah. people say, well, where do I start? Yeah. Well, number one, I would say start with if, if you're in a triage type situation where everything is going wrong, maybe you're a drug addict and you need to get clean and sober. Start yeah. there. Start with whatever the worst thing is, right? Yeah, right. But also start from a place of strength. And if mm. you don't know what that strength is, find the strength. Like, ask other people. Every single person has one or two people at least in their life that know them to the point that can tell them the things that are the best at them. But then once you have that, get to work. Play the games. Go to the gym. Go on a run. Do something that you're going to be proud of. You know, tell yourself, I'm going to run around the block. And then when you do, celebrate the hell out of it. Yeah. You know, go to the gym <laughs> yeah. and it say, hey, last, last week when I was at the gym, I was doing curls with 10 pounds for, you know, uh, 10 reps. Do 11. Do 11 reps because right. you can. And then be proud of the fact that you did a little bit more. Yeah. I, I'm a big believer that when you train your body on a consistent basis, but you use it as mental training, as a way to Keep win right. the day, Ooh. win the moment, yeah. then you'll win in the bigger things that you do in life. Yeah. You know, you think about um, some of the best boxers in the world, mm -hmm. they don't train the heavy bag and the hard punching all the time. They shadow box. They focus on the technique. They get really good without a lot of weight yeah. in doing the technique over and over and over yeah, and again. Yeah, they're almost right? even just tapping the bag. They're yeah. not really hitting it hard. They're just right. working on their technique, like you said. So learn how to shadow box in life, meaning mm. do the thing when um, stress is not high that will develop what we call the neural pathways, right? The pathways that develop the neurons to fire in a certain way so you can respond at your best level mm. when times get tough. See, my wife and I practice this uh, almost on a daily basis. Yeah. We want to have good communication um, in the tough times. We want to have good communication when conflict comes up. Everybody has conflicts, all relationships do, right? right. There's gonna be disagreements, fights, arguments, but we realize that if we practice when we're not in that heightened state, we'll actually yeah. get better. Yeah. And so we have this routine that we do in the mornings where we follow uh, Marshall Rosenberg's uh, process through nonviolent communication of expressing an emotion, expressing a need, and then talking about the strategy. 
So it could be as simple as you and I sitting right here and I say, you know, Todd, I feel, uh, I feel grateful to be sitting here with you. So that's my emotion, gratitude, right? Right. Um, My need is to be able to express that to you and to really get across how grateful I am mm-hmm. to you for all of the things that you've done for my life. You know, you were the guy that helped me to get my podcast going. You were, you taught me some of the ins and outs, right? Yeah. You, were, you were one of uh, two or three people that really mentored me into getting podcasts going. Yeah. You've been a great friend to me. They, and so my need is to communicate that to you. Yeah. And so my strategy is I'm going to tell you this right now, but then I'm mm-hmm. going to continue to tell you that for the rest of my life. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> and so we, we yeah. practice this emotion, need, strategy uh, every day. We kind of toggle back and forth. One day it's my day, the next day it's her day. And what that's done is it's gotten us into a groove and a habit so that when the, the stress levels are heightened. Maybe we haven't slept, maybe we haven't a- eaten and we're grumpy, whatever the right, day is. Yeah, right. Then we tend to do better in those situations. I'm not saying that we don't ever slip up, but sure. the great thing is when we slip up, one of us will look at the other one and say, wait a minute, this is not what we agreed to. These are not the rules of engagement. <laughs> right. we haven't, let's go back to that. And yeah. then it's like this huge weight gets lifted mm. and we say, yep, you're right. I feel like this. So then it's not a, you're a jerk, you're a right. whatever. So practice win, winning on a regular basis. Practice in a daily um, weight training session in the gym yeah. how to win. So then mm-hmm. when you get to work and you're scared to um, speak up, yeah. you'll, you'll speak up because you know what? You hit one more rep on that bench press today. Or yeah. Right. You, you won the day by doing some of those things. Practice in a controlled environment and I guarantee that's going to trickle over into every other area of life. Wow, love it. Very well said, Steve. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people might be wondering, I think because you know, we hear a lot of growth mindset versus fixed mindset. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of just elaborate a little bit on those two? Just like what's the difference and maybe someone hearing those terms for the first time and then how would we cultivate more of a growth mindset, you know? Yeah, so a a fixed mindset is when your mindset becomes fixated on one thing. Mm. So it could be a mantra, could be that, you know, I'm dumb, I'm not smart, I am an addict, I am weak, I am, you know, whatever it is. But whatever that fixed point is, it could be a fixed point in time, you know? Like I think back to one of the things that kept me from doing certain things in life, mm-hmm. um, like I, I always thought it would be a blast to play football, but yeah. I was always like the smallest guy and I had a very fixed mindset. I was fast. I probably could have been a yeah. running back or a, a wide receiver or something right. like that, right? Because I was returner. quick and I could, yeah, something <laughs> yeah, like that. Be good. I don't know that I would be like uh, Britton Covey for the youths, but <laughs> I could be, you know, I could have been something, I think. Sure. Uh, but I had a very fixed mindset. I said, well, I'm small. I'm, I'm weak. I don't have mm. great strength. The reality is I was actually pretty strong for my size right. and I could have developed that. But I had this fixed mindset. I had identified with something that was fixated. And so I didn't get into football. Yeah. And then when I got older, I started to look at these fixed mindsets I had and said, all right, let's lay them out. What, what am I fixated on that is no longer a truth? And so I started to tear those things down and say, but what if, what if through work and effort, what could I achieve? 
So I started to challenge all of that stuff. You yeah. know, I was afraid of heights. I, I still am to a certain degree, but I was afraid of heights. And so I said, well, how can I challenge that? Well, I picked up rock climbing to lean <laughs> into that difficulty. Lean right in, right? right. <laughs> I, uh, I, I had seen myself as a fixed, uh, in the fixed mindset of being small and weak. And so I started getting into bodybuilding and lifting weights and really pushing the limit to see mm-hmm. well, how, how much weight could I gain? How much strength could I get to? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know that there was a limit um, to, I mean, I think we've all got certain limits, right? Sure. But the idea with a fixed mindset is that you're always fixed on a point in time or you're fixed on a certain concept or an idea. Uh, a growth mindset on the other end is that through work and effort, you can improve anything in your life Hmm. now there's no doubt in my mind that i will and would have never been an nba player i don't have the size i don't have the height Mm -hmm. i didn't have the uh the build for it i played basketball over and over and over again and i think no matter what level of coaching i probably would have never made it into the nba i do want to point out you did just cross over the professor the other day and that was pretty cool. Well, you drain a nice jumper on him. He's that was a cool. really nice guy, and he <laughs> let me do that. <laughs> dude, I tell you, I saw that, and I thought that is so cool because I followed that dude too. And oh, I'm like, he's so guy's amazing. Fun. Yeah, it's. Unbelievable. I mean, the guy, the way that no one can handle a ball like that guy. No, it's unreal. He is unbelievable, and you, you know what? I, I'll anyway, tell you, I had to point after, that out. After, <laughs> uh, so I, yeah, it was so much fun. After that. Um, he and I got on the phone, what was it the next Monday? And we're talking <laughs> and we're talking about some collaboration and some different ideas that we had of how sure. we're going to work together, how oh, we cool. want to work together in the future. And I told him, I said, Grayson, I've just got to tell you, I, I've met a lot of famous people in my life and I'm very unimpressed with most. Uh, but you are one of the most genuine, good people that if we can collaborate and I can help you in any way, I'm all in because yeah, right. he is just such a great guy. Well, that's awesome. Um, but back to the fixed mindset, growth mindset piece, uh, you know, we will have limitations, right. right? But we really won't know what those limitations are until we go headfirst into it and just give it a shot. Uh, and I think one of the common fears is, well, what if I fail? You're probably going to. I mean, that's the reality of it. Yeah. They, if you look at everything in life that you do, you're going to fail most times. Yep. But, you know, the funny thing about when we grow up in a society and we start to pick up on social mores and social cues, we tend to get a little bit more self-conscious. But at no point in time does a baby stop and think, oh, I, I fell on my butt, and so I probably shouldn't stand back up because maybe people are going to laugh at me and my walking yeah. is really funny looking. And so babies don't think like that, yeah. right? They just get up and they practice and they, they go and going. then they finally yeah. walk and then they learn how to run and then... You hold a sucker out in front of them and they run like hell. <laughs> and right. if we can develop a growth mindset, which is just uh, uh, set aside the voice that's in the mind, set aside the thing that is telling you you can't do it or maybe mm-hmm. you look like a fool when you fail, uh, the reality is nobody cares. Nobody's going to care if you fail, right? Yeah. We, we, we make it up to be this thing like everybody's going to care. We've all yeah. failed. The The people that are the most successful are the people that have failed more than the rest of us. Yeah, because they just and keep they trying. And they learn what didn't work yeah. and they keep trying. Love and that's it. the idea with the growth mindset. Okay. And so it's really about leaning into discomfort 
disrupting your current state. You know, I think a disruption has got to be the number one thing. So if you're currently in a habit of uh, going and getting the little Debbies on the way home from work and that's what you eat uh, when you sit down on the couch, then you have to disrupt that. You got to do something to shock your nervous system and do something totally different in order to get into a habit of doing something different. Um, I'll tell a story about a client I had at one point. Uh, She came to me and she was very nice lady. Uh, or young girl at the time, but she said, hey, I want to get into shape for my wedding. And I just kind of want to tone up a little and everything was a little this. And I want to do a little that, little this. And so I'm picking up on the words and you know what she's telling me. And I'm thinking she's minimizing her entire life. She's minimizing who she is. She's mm. got a soft voice. She hides herself. She tries to make herself smaller. And so as we started to get into the training, I would have her do bigger, bolder moves. And mm. as she was doing bigger, bolder moves, the confidence was starting to grow. Yeah, right. And then little by little, the weight starts to uh, trim off from a fat standpoint and she starts to get stronger. And then little by little, I would put this idea in her head that, wow, that's a really athletic move. Nice job. Wow, you're, move, you're looking like an athlete. Yeah. And she had told me time and time again, she just wanted a little bit of progress. I'm not very athletic. But I knew she could be. And so... Trained her to the point where one day I said, okay, we're going to, before we get into your physical training, we're doing mental training. I want you to stand right here in the mirror and I want you to stare at yourself and tell me what you see. And uh, she had a really hard time identifying any of the changes that were oh, going I on. Oh, I bet, yeah. And I said, well, look at the shape of your shoulder and then we're going to, I'm going to hold up the picture of what you were before. She goes, mm. oh my gosh, I'd never recognized that. Uh, <laughs> we went point by point and I said, and you're pretty athletic. Steve, I know you say that, but I'm not. <laughs> and so I had set it up to the point where I knew how I was going to go about this disruption. And I had kind of set up one of my other clients to be there at the same time. This kid oh, okay. was a phenomenal basketball player, one of the most crazy athletic kids that I'd ever um, worked with. And I said, hey, come over here for a second. And she just kind of looks at me like, what's going on? And I said, could you do me a favor? Like, this is so-and-so. Can you just, just do your thing that we were just working on. And so she goes into that exercise. She does it. Yeah. And I looked at my basketball player and I said, what do you think? He goes, I can't do that. That's amazing. Like that's some seriously athletic shit. (laughs) And she looks at me and I said, now do you believe me? And from that point on, the fixed mindset was gone. Yep. And then the confidence started. And instead of walking in a little bit at a time, she stormed into that gym. She yeah. owned that thing. Owned it. And Love it. The disruption has to happen. Every once in a while, you got to look yourself in the mirror and say, hey, dummy, wake up because you have been asleep at the will and you've been living in this fixed mindset of old you. And newly evolved you is yeah. already here, but you need to wake up to recognize that the new person is in the room. Say goodbye to the old, because they left a long time ago. Elvis has left the building. They're gone. New you is here. Ooh, dude, that is powerful. I gotta say, dude, I needed to hear this today. Seriously, awesome. like, awesome. thank you for sharing that. I think we all and, do. And again, folks, I told you. I mean, Steve is a wealth of knowledge. He knows a lot, and 
what what I love about you too, Steve, is not only do you talk about these things, you you do your best to live those things. Yeah, yeah. I know you do right. because I know how you live your life, and I always admired it. Um, thank you for sharing that. Uh, I think a lot of people were like, "What is the difference between those two? And I don't know if we talk about that enough. So I'm I'm glad you kind of put that, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, opened it up to us. You know, created our awareness around it. You know, we're talking about principles here. Obviously, there's mm-hmm. you know certain things. What are what are some principles you live by? Like, are there, are there some that stand out to you, Steve? That hey, these these Todd are the, my most important principles. I like to live my life by. I mean, I know every principle is good because it's leading us to right. do something good. But are there some that maybe stand out that you could share with us that really yeah. maybe impact your life in a good way? I think probably two or three. I think okay. the first one is is just the idea of a principle. Like yeah. the fact that principles are important impacts mm. my life. Okay. And that's probably the most important thing because, you know, I mm. grew up um, in in a household uh, and in a religion where it was, there was a lot of rules and there were a lot of things that you were told you had to do. And I think many of us grow up that way, especially yeah. if we grow up in a religious background that uh, there's rules and there's regulations and there's things that you do. And then you get into, into school and they give you the rules there and you go to work and there's rules and government yeah. has rules and there's rules everywhere, right? And so these rules and dogmas are very uh, fixed and they, they lean into fixed mindsets and they actually will entrain fixed mindsets into people. And what I found is a better way to live is to develop a principle. And principles can be as simple as just creating an if-then statement for yourself. If-then? Yeah, so if this happens, then I will do this. And the beauty of principles is it gives you massive flexibility when needed, but it it creates a north star for you to always fixate your compass on, right? Mm. So that you know the direction that you're going in. Um, And when I shifted my life from rules and regulations to principles, it, it opened me up to where I didn't feel guilty changing my life when my life needed to be changed. Yeah, You know, we all evolve and grow. But in order to do that and feel good about it, I have to have a principle or several principles that I feel mm. really good at about, right? Yeah. And so it's not so much about what rules am I living by, but what's the principle? Principles take away massive guilt, which guilt gets in the way of people changing. For sure, right? it's, doesn't it, man? Boy. I think the only time that guilt can be something that is, uh, is an effective emotion, and this is a very, very, very small time, is if we have intentionally hurt another person. Mm-hmm. And you think about your life, like how often have you intentionally hurt someone else? I, very few times, right? right? Yeah. I'm not saying we don't do it, but very few times have we intentionally hurt someone. Now, if I hurt somebody, but I didn't mean to, I'm gonna feel sad, right? but I'm not gonna allow myself to feel guilty because I didn't intend to do that. And what a more useful emotion is, is one of remorse where I can look at them and say, you know what? I did hurt you. Yeah. I didn't mean to, but it doesn't matter. I did. Yeah. And I apologize. And so principles are something that give you the flexibility, but they're also the thing that you look to. I think the second uh, principle wow. is one of disruption. You know, in with we actually have a t-shirt that just says disrupt on it. Uh, uh, I've seen it. It's pretty cool. We talk about that often in in our podcast <clears throat> is what are what are people doing to disrupt in order to progress and evolve their life. And I, in my own life, the times when my, I feel like my evolution has kind of skipped and moved forward a little bit more 
it's because I've done something to disrupt. I've done something to uh, change my current habits and my current patterns mm. and, and disrupt the nervous system to get me to do something else. Right. I like that. And I do this on a, on a regular basis now. I've worked this into my habits. And so every, uh, every two to three weeks, maybe four at the most, I'm changing up my workout program with what yeah. I'm doing, how I'm doing it. Maybe I'm changing the tempo. Maybe I'm adding some more band work or chains or you know whatever it is. I'm changing yeah. up my workout every two to three weeks, maybe four, right? Because that disruption is what helps to trigger my mind that it's time to change. Oh, okay. And so I think when sense. people yeah. can plan in this principle of disruption, you know, do something different. We always talk about do something better. Frankly, I think it's horseshit because you don't always know if something's going to be better. Right. Right? We hope it is. Yeah. But we don't know. You don't know. Just do something different. Yeah. And if it's better, great. One of the things that I used to do that I no longer do is I would read books and then I would get all into whatever that book's dogma was. And I would say, this is the best way to live. And instead of just actually reading it, trying it and say, I'm going to do something different. And Mm. the reason I don't go all in on the belief of a new dogma until I've actually tried things that to determine what works for me is I'm not going to waste time holding on to things that don't work. And so if, you know, somebody may write a beautiful book with the 10 principles of making yourself better looking or whatever it is, but really only one or two of them actually work for me. And so if I disrupt on a regular basis and just try something different, I'll find what works. I'll find what um, is gonna be the best thing for my life, right? So it's not about doing something better, it's just do something different. Try something different and disrupt. Very cool. And then I think that the uh, third principle that really has stuck out to me, and it, that's the reason that we uh, that I named the podcast and the, and the business Evolve, is I truly believe we all evolve over time. I believe that yeah. we grow into different entities and different human beings as we uh, go through life. Now, some of us do it better than others because we are more awake and aware to adapting and adjusting as we go. But we really evolve over time. And, you know, I think about like my son, for instance. Uh, We were sitting and having a conversation, uh, and it was actually a really cool thing. He came home from being out with his grandparents. They took him out to dinner for his birthday, and uh, grandma and grandpa come in and they say, Wow, Johnny is a great driver. We felt so comfortable with him driving the car to take us to dinner. We could just relax. What a great drive. Here's a kid that's 16 years old, right? right? Two years ago, he didn't know how to drive. Right. But within yeah. a short period of time, he's developed this skill of driving and he is aware and he's got all of these different abilities right. to be yeah. a great driver. And he really is. Um, but what happens in life is there's the principle of evolution. The challenge is recognizing it. Kind of goes back to what I was saying before. Yeah. Most people don't stop to say, I'm really good at these things. Yeah. You know, maybe 10 years ago, you sucked at your finances. Maybe 15 years ago, you were 20 pounds overweight. Maybe whatever it is. But we've all evolved yeah. and we've become better. And then that leads to that. kind of the principle of evolve and evolving. All too often, we look at where we're not in life. Well, mm-hmm. I used to be in better shape. I used to <laughs> yeah. be a little bit leaner. Right. I used to be better yeah. at this. Great. But where have you evolved? And there are... You, you've never been this age before. You've never been at this stage of your life yeah. before. And so if you want to change something, change something about your life, 
do that. Yeah. And maybe you haven't perfected the process of being much better with your money, or maybe yeah. you haven't perfected the process of staying in better shape uh, to, relative to what your goals are. That's fine, but you have evolved. Your, your mindset has changed. You have uh, grown in your perspective, and you've learned things that have worked, and you've learned things that haven't worked. Yeah. And so we all evolve, and I think that's an important principle for people to understand. Boy. I don't care where you've been in your life, the deepest dredges of your life, you've evolved out of that. Yep. And even if you're in a difficult situation right now, you're only in that situation because of what your life took you to, and mm-hmm. that was part of your evolutionary process. Yeah, wow. So well said. Those are amazing. So the first one was just the principle to what a principle is. Principles over rules. Over principles rules. over dogmas yeah. every day yeah, of the week. I love that. Yeah. Boy, that was... I was surprised that you said that actually. I wasn't expecting that, mm, but good. very well said. And Thank then you. and then the second one was disrupt. Disrupt and then the third one is evolve. Yeah. And again, I, I again, I'll I'll say to our listener, this is how Steve lives his life. I'm not saying he's perfect. Might sound like I am because he's actually pretty dang close. <laughs> Call my wife, she'll tell you I'm not. <laughs> Call his wife, she'll yeah. she'll put us all in our place. But no, I I don't know. I I could talk about like this all day and You've probably heard this before, Steve. You have a really good way of explaining things. Oh, I appreciate that. Like you really do. Like you you walk. That's why I think you're such a good coach and a good trainer and a good marketer and a good everything you do because you're just good at explaining and creating a story, explaining a very powerful principle. Yeah, you did that you. so well. So beautiful. Well, I appreciate that. And and, yeah. and I the I think if I am good at that, the reason I'm good at it is because. I've had to figure things out along the way. Yeah. And so the way You've I evolved. teach is literally how I've learned. And yeah. one of the things yeah, that like was that. a fixed mindset for me for so many years when I was younger is I was not a great student in school. I didn't get great grades. I was kind of the smart ass. I was the kid that, you know, when I graduated, there was literally a celebration because it was like I didn't know <laughs> if I was going to graduate. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> um, yeah, we did it. Great job. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> but... At a certain point, I realized that I wasn't necessarily dumb like I used to tell myself I was, or I wasn't a bad student like I told myself. I just hadn't learned how to learn. And so once I learned that I really had to deconstruct things and then reconstruct them in a way that made sense to me, um, that, that was, that was the game changer for me. And so if I can teach well, it's because I've learned how I learn best. And the way I learn Mm -hmm. best is I see things, I break it down, I analyze the different pieces, and then I put it back together and say, all right, I've got to keep it simple. Right. I think if you were to put me up next to uh, 100 people and you were to do an IQ test, I wouldn't win. I don't think I've got the highest IQ around. I don't think I'm even in the, you know, top 50 percentile probably. I'm probably in the bottom quartile. Um, But I can remember things and I can do things and I can Mm -hmm. teach things because... I have the, uh, I've developed the ability to break it down and then simplify it in a way that makes sense to me. And I always joke. I say, well, I'm, I'm the dumbest guy in the room, <laughs> and so I've got to dumb it down for myself. Right. And so I, what's worked well is because I can dumb it down for myself, it, yeah. most people are like, oh, <laughs> yeah, now I get it. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to butcher this quote, and I think it was by Einstein. He says, if you can't explain it, what you're teaching to a kindergartner, you don't understand it yourself. Yeah, yeah. I think he said yeah. something, yeah, along, something along those lines. Those lines yeah. But yeah, it's exactly. And I think that's why I really thrived under you 
as, as you being my coach and me training under you is that you did simplify it in such a way that I'm like, man, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know, it wasn't complicated. I didn't walk out. I go, what was he talking about? I, right. It makes no, you no, know, it was like, man, I totally get it. And therefore I learned the principle by just the way you presented it. So you're so good at that, man. Yeah. I appreciate that. You really Thank are. You. And, and the great thing is once somebody uh, catches on to something like, like what you did, your intellect takes over. Right? Yeah. Your drive, your passion, your For soul, sure. everything takes over. And you, now that knowledge is yours. Yeah. It's not mine. It's yours now. Yeah. And you make it way better. Uh, so I, I just see myself as a person that if I can present something that lands well with you, mm-hmm. you're going to make it 10 times better. Absolutely. I mean, we've all seen that with our kids, with yeah. other people we've taught, right? They, Whatever we teach them, they then go make it so much better. Exactly. My kids are far better uh, human beings than I am. Oh, yeah. I and, feel the same about my own kids. Like, right. Where did they come right. from? Yeah. <laughs> and and it's uh, it, it's hard to look at people that we've coached or that or yeah. our kids and say, you know, I I did that or I, you know, was part of that. I'm grateful to be uh, yeah. in a situation where I can share something with somebody that then helps to provide a foundation. Right. But it's really just a matter of uncovering a truth that they already know deep down in their soul. And then once it clicks with them, the blossom is open. It's open. And now the beautiful flower smells great, looks great, and they will fertilize the rest of their lives. Wow. I love it. Very well said. Well, um, I like to usually kind of close with this question. And because I think a lot of people listening, there's someone listening right now who's struggling. Mm -hmm. They're just struggling. It could be um, whatever, but they're having a rough day or a rough time or a rough week or a rough year. Yeah. What, what, you've already shared some great things. Is there one thing you could tell this person right now who's listening, who's struggling? What would you tell them right now if they, if you could say one thing? Yeah. Well, um, uh, because I'm not really much of a rule follower, I'm going to say three. (laughs) (laughs) And you can you can come across and punch me, but the the first thing is uh, go to bed, like get some sleep. Mm. You know, there's a quote in uh, one of uh, Hemingway's books where he says it's easy to be hard boiled during the day, but we're all soft boiled at night. And wow. when we That's don't awesome. sleep well, it, life is more difficult. And so if you can get sleep, it actually triggers the hormonal system and the cascade, uh, the hormonal cascade uh, triggers the brain in a different way to where you can function better and you can get so much more done, but you also see life in a different way. So for most people when they're struggling, a lot of that is tied to the fact that they're just not sleeping. They're not sleeping. And so find a way to get sleep. Sleep in a dark room. Wow. Don't stare at screens. Love it. Prioritize your sleep so that your mind has time to reset. I think people right now are shocked that you said that, just yeah. by the way, like, oh, sleep. But I think also people are going, he's right. Yeah. Because if you look at your life, you're probably not sleeping if Absolutely. you're in a deep, dark place. Yeah, couldn't agree more. And then you could say, yeah, but uh, my life sucks and this is bad. That would lead to my second piece. If you're struggling, I don't mean to minimize your struggles, but I do want to put it into perspective. So is everyone else. We mm. all struggle. And so what I mean by that is not that you're not unique and special in your way, but suffering is part of the human experience. And so sometimes when we look at our life and we think, well, everybody else is struggling too, 
So I don't necessarily need to maximize and make this thing a bigger than it is. Yeah. My struggles are just like everybody else. So there's a relatability to mm. it. It does put it into perspective. Yeah. I mean, I remember times where I would look at parts of my life and be like, oh my gosh, this is so big, and so <laughs> bad, and so yeah. heavy. And then I would hear about somebody else's struggles. I'm like, well, shit, I'm glad I'm not in that space. Right. And then everything gets put into perspective. perspective yeah. And so that would be the second thing I would say is just Love put it. it into perspective. It, you might be struggling right now, but if you're struggling right now, you haven't always struggled this way, and you're not always going to. Look at it in perspective. Mm. You know, time is not a linear thing. Right. There is a past, present, and a future, but it's, there's a lot more to it. Time is an, is an abstract concept that lives outside of us. Yeah. If you go internal, you realize that time does not exist inside the body. And so put yourself into the state of success and understand that you can go from despair to elation in a very short period of time. Love that. And if you want to question me on that, the next time you go to a funeral and somebody cracks a joke when everybody is sad and depressed and everybody laughs, that proves my point. Yeah. You can go from sadness to elation just in like just that. Just a second, yep. And so it yep. doesn't take a lot of time. Um, and then that leads to the final point, which is find the best people in your life and connect with them. Tell them how you feel and what you need. I feel sad. I feel dejected. I feel lonely. I feel hurt. I feel uh, whatever it is. Talk about whatever the emotion is. As soon as you recognize it, life starts to get a lot better. Yeah. But tell somebody else. And then be really clear on what your need is. I feel lonely. I need connection. And as soon as you say that with the people that love you, they will jump in and the yeah. world is your oyster. Yeah. Everybody wow. will start to come towards you. And it's amazing how we think we need to struggle alone. Yeah. The human experience is not designed to be something that we experience by ourselves. We are communal in nature. We are yeah. tribal yeah. in our soul. And as soon as you go to somebody and you tell them, hey, I'm feeling this way and I have this need, don't put that on, on somebody else. It's your emotion. It's your need. Right. But man, it's amazing what happens as soon as you do that. I love People's that. People's good nature comes out and they will find a way. And if somebody runs away from you, great. Then you know that they're not a great friend. Right. And so you're probably bad at choosing who your best friends are. Yeah. Go to someone else. <laughs> and yeah. anybody that truly loves you will help you to get out of that despair. You're not going to get out of it on your own. Nobody is a success on their own. Right. Right? Yeah. It doesn't work. Wow. So well said. Wow. Sleep, perspective, find the best people, connect with them, and tell them what you need and how you feel. Yeah. Wow. Don't blame them. It's your emotion. Right. It's your need. Yeah. But love it. tell them. Yeah. And then let people yeah. help you to yeah. get that. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. You Thanks bet. for sharing that. You know, I have to say, Steve, um, there's a lot of people who have helped me get to where I'm at in my life. I'm, I feel like I am a success. I really do. You are. I don't mean that yeah. in a negative. No, you're like bragging, but I feel like I'm a success. I you really are. do. So many ways. And and you're a part of that. You're you're a part of that thank team you. that helped me get to where I'm at today. Yeah. Thank and you. I'm so grateful for you. I want you to know that. Yeah, I appreciate. This it. has been a, a beautiful conversation. I could honestly talk to you all day. I mean, I'm dead serious. And we I do often, right? Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> when we started talking, we're like, oh my gosh, what time is it? Yeah, we keep going. Yeah. But uh, I want to just, um, I want people to know how they can get a hold of you, 
how they can find out more about the Evolve podcast, the Evolve clothing line. You know, if they want to ask Steve a question and want to connect with you even, yeah. what's the best yeah. way for them to do that? Well, I think there's multiple ways. Um, one of the easiest is just on Instagram. I'm Steve Cutler with an underscore at the end. Okay. Um, or you can find our Evolve podcast. It's just Evolve uh, underscore cast on okay. Instagram. Gotcha. Uh, the website where, um, you know, we've got our clothing line or you can get links to the podcast is just evolve hyphen cast.com. Okay. Uh, but shoot me a message. You know, I'm, I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, but I, I love helping people. Yep. Um, advice is always free. Uh, yeah. in my mind, the conversation is always free. Yeah. If people want, uh, coaching or want to go into you know mm -hmm. something further then we can have a conversation of whether or not it's a great fit yeah. I don't do I don't take on a lot of uh, clients but uh, the select few that I do take on throughout the year are people that um, I really want to work with and people that I right. think will uh, make the changes otherwise I think people can get a lot of value from just ongoing content that we produce beautiful well awesome man I love what you're doing I love the impact you make on people's lives and you're continuing to do that. You're growing. I'm grateful to be a friend of yours. Yeah, I'm grateful that I, uh, I get to help maybe promote Evolve here. And so just, yeah, again, thank you for your time today. Yeah, thank you. I mean, and one final plug. I've got a so yeah, the company please. that I'm working with, with Udo. Yeah. Uh, it's a phenomenal company or it's a tech company that's in the uh, northern part of the Silicon Slopes here. Um, and our first product that we're, we've put out is a product of uh, in the health and wellness space. So it's a way for doctors and patients to communicate with each other and connect in a different way. Mm -hmm. um, and I've absolutely loved being there and uh, we'll promote it uh, to, awesome. to the cows come home. Because yeah. as we say, that miscommunication is a disease and Udo is the cure. So right got to put a quick plug in for no, that I'm because I think there's great stuff that uh, is going to come out of that company in the, in the coming years. Very cool. And we'll put all those links even to that awesome. in the show notes and everything so yeah thanks for great. saying that thank you yeah Appreciate what it. a great conversation guys what did i tell you man today was going to be amazing thank you for tuning in please share this with people you know who need to hear this message because if you think about what steve and i have talked about and especially steve and the principles he shared with us today I'm telling you, I needed this conversation today. Like, I feel like I just went through a coaching session. Thank you. <laughs> Thank um, you. So please uh, listen to this. Share it with someone. I guarantee you, each one of you know two or three people who are struggling. Send them this episode because I promise you and, you, and then have them report back to you what they learned from the episode. I promise you, not only will you help them, but you'll be like, man, I just helped this person connect and I'm so grateful for Steve's words. And you'll be surprised how good this feels, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's my challenge to every one of you. And I think that's why we're growing so fast is because people are actually doing that. So I love you guys. Again, thanks to our sponsors. And Steve, you're amazing. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.